If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Wiser Wednesday Experience Speaks, a podcast that discusses the improvement of physician engagement and physician documentation habits by focusing on the core aspects of clinical documentation integrity. Here is the creator and founder of Core CDI, the co-founder of Top Gun Audit School, and your host of this podcast, Glenn Krause. Hello everyone, this is Glenn Krause from Wiser Wednesdays Experience Speaks, also from Top Gun Audit School, co-founder and course CDI. I have the privilege today of having on our podcast, Noelle Dale. We met where? On LinkedIn? I think you uh, posted, I posted something on LinkedIn and you had a comment and said, hey, here's a visionary in HIM, I need to have her on the Wiser Wednesdays. Noelle Dale has over seven years in the field of HIM. She holds an RHIA and an RMA designation. She's passionate about project management, lean workflow assessments, and data visualization tools to articulate work processes. Her experiences have been both acute care and post-acute care from supervisor to manager. She attributes her success to HIM mentors and educators who saw her eagerness to succeed and took the time to provide mentorship through her career. Noelle also holds a Lean Six Sigma Green Belt, ooh, I'm impressed, and Scrum <laughs> Master Certification. Determined and passionate in mentoring and coaching other students and becoming successful in their own careers. So, Noelle, welcome to the podcast. I'm very, uh, very happy that you're able to take time out of your workday and join me on the podcast. So, a couple of things, you sent me a couple of areas you wanted to focus on from, uh, from a standpoint of really uh, articulating your vision and your, uh, your sincere interest in mentorship. So why don't you start with your journey into HIM. What sure. led you into HIM? I'm finding, Noel, that people kind of fall into it. Yes, and that, that is correct. I think, I think that's the best way uh, is fall into it because you love it. That's right. That's right. And uh, that that was the case with me, actually, Glenn. Oh, so uh, I started off as a, a medical assistant. That was my oh. first entry into healthcare. So um, by um, training, I am an RMA, registered medical assistant. So I used to take patients in at the, at the urgent care center and do the blood pressures and things like that. Oh, yeah? Well, All of that escalated into not only doing the clinical work, but the administrative piece of it, too, 
and uh, release of information for medical records and purging and helping to uh, request records from, you know, different facilities and things okay. like that. Uh, once I got involved in that piece of it, that is how I happened into HIM. I wanted to be a nurse initially. That was my goal. But I then found out about the field of health information. My goal oh, yeah. was to do the administrative piece. I loved that part of it. I found that I loved it more than the clinical end. I like both, but more so the administrative piece. So I uh, went to school and did my bachelor's in health information management. And uh, here I am. I've uh, held a few positions, supervisor and manager, and I continue to um, grow in my profession day by day. That sounds great because I fell into HIM by volunteering at a hospital way back when. Uh, wow. I'm a second career person just like you, I would say. But you were already in the medical field and I was mm -hmm. in the business field. And I ah. wasn't sure... I wasn't sure what, what part of medicine I wanted to, you know, to uh, entertain. So, mm -hmm. of course, you go to the hospital and you say, hey, I like to volunteer. And, of course, when you <laughs> give away your time, everyone mm -hmm. wants your time. When, they wanna, when you want to get paid, you can't give away your time. That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, and, I, yeah. and I volunteered in HI, well, it was called medical records then. And mm -hmm. uh, I got learned about coding. And I said, "Oh, this is what well, this is it. This is my. This is gonna be good. This is so, your forte, right? That's right. And I started out really <laughs> as a coder. It's kind of yeah. amazing because you say figuring out what you're good in at HAM. Well, I yeah. figured out. Um, I was always good in science, and mm -hmm. so I uh, went through my program and started out uh, in coding. And, uh, of course, coding leads to many other things. So mm -hmm. what are your strategies? Because I see you mentor, which I think is great because I love to mentor. Uh, mm -hmm. That's something that was missing in my HIM, uh, in my HIM education. And uh, I guess your wings take off when you finally yeah. get through your program. So yes. what, how do you figure out what you're good at in HIM? What's the strategy? So yeah, so here, you know, what I what I realize, Glenn, is that, you know, when you go and get your formal education, to your point, yeah. not, oftentimes you don't really get the blueprint of how to, you know, get to where you need to be. You kind of just right. figure it out as you go along, right? Yeah. And I'm finding that a lot, of, you know, having gone through it myself, I am so passionate about it because I'm like, come on, you know, my goodness, I bet a lot of students go through this, so why not provide some best practice? that I've learned, which is why I love mentorship. I love um, helping to, you know, help students along the way, give them tidbits and things like that. That's how I ended up where I am, right? Through mentorship and through help from um, the strategies that I'm about to talk about. So strategies, I would say, is one, volunteering, right? Yep. You That's volunteered, true. and through your volunteering process, you kind of learned and got to the, the feel for a lot of work processes that helped you to figure out what you were good at. So volunteering at your local chapter is one, a local mm -hmm. hospital, right? right. Uh, doctor's office or something like that. And who's going to say no to free labor? Nobody is, uh, right? Well, you, know what, you know what I liked about going there? Was I, got, I worked 40, you know, 40 hours and then I drove over to the hospital. I got a free dinner. There you go. <laughs> Can't and, you know, for those you, who they right, can't pay you, they but they can't, give you free parking and, uh, and a free dinner. And, and I'll food. take that. Thank you very <laughs> right, much. Right, Great right. salad bar. 
Exactly. So, you know, that's one way. And, you know, for those who can't do 40 hours a week, it's realistic, right? Not everybody can do 40 hours a week in volunteering, but you might can do two days. And, you know, lo and behold, when they have a position that's open, you already know the role. You already know the job. They're going to give it to you. Yep, right. right. So that's one. Two, the connections on engage, right? And networking, right? Leveraging oh, yeah. your your network is very important. Um, Brian Kui, who's a great colleague of mine, and you oh, know Brian yeah, yourself. Know, he, he, yeah, I love Brian because he actually. I love Brian. He yeah. Posts, he, he processes my podcast. Yes, he told. <laughs> yeah, he's such an. He's so he's, inspiring, right? Isn't he and, really? Yes, he is. And he tells me, he said, create content. And he says, show people what you're good at. And that's another thing. You know, a lot of us don't realize, Glenn, that we're good at a lot of things in our own way, right? And if we just take chances with those things, so what am I good at? I'm good at coaching. I'm good at talking to people and sharing my story. And that can help someone, right, to get to where they need to be. So uh, the engage community through AHIMA, leveraging your um, network on LinkedIn, Go into somebody's messaging. Say, hey, you know, uh, leverage recruiters, healthcare recruiters, because a lot of employees are employers rather are hiring from within, right? So if you talk to healthcare recruiters, you know, show them what your credentials and say, hey, I'm looking for this position. Stay close to people who are connected to these uh, companies that are hiring. That can get you a foot in the door. And I want to tell students too, it may not be the ideal job out the door. Yep. But it's a foot in the door. I can speak and, to that. I can speak yes. to that, Noel, because my yep. first coding job, see, I went to school for RHIA out in Seattle. I mm-hmm. was uh, living in Boston, and the program was kind of winding down, but they didn't tell you when you admit when you started. So yep. after one semester, they said, I'm not going to take this for six years trying to figure out, get through the program. Got in my car and I drove all the way out to Seattle with a, two bicycles, a pair of skis, <laughs> ski boots, some clothes, and my mm-hmm. uh, hiking boots. And uh, my mother gave me some sheets. You know how mothers are. <laughs> yeah. I drove out there and I said, oh, I got there in four days. No, you can't get there in four days. <laughs> and, you know, my first, my first coding job, I think we can relate to this. This is, I think, part of what I'm discussing here. I've moved back to Atlanta because my brother, he lived down there. And because mm-hmm. I, I lived there for a while. So I said, no, I'll get a job down there. No, you can't get mm-hmm. no job there. You know, we, we know all about coding, right? If you don't have experience, mm-hmm. can't get the job. And if you can't get uh, the experience, you can't get the job. So right. I actually moved to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas for nine dot. Get this. It sounded like a Walmart special or Kmart. <laughs> you know, Kmart. I don't think they're still in business. But in any case, $9.98 an hour. I said, wow. Uh, I, uh, I hit rock bottom. I'm making $9.98. It's like going to the, yep. every time I saw something at the grocery store, $1.99 or on sale, oh, I said, oh, that's my, my job, $1.98. Yeah. So you're right. It, I think you have to maintain an open attitude and say, you this is not do. my dream job, but yes. it's a foot in the door. That's the way I saw yes. it. Absolutely. And, you know, that's honestly, I've taken jobs, um, Glenn, to your point, where it's not my ideal job. But I'm like, nope. you know what? It, it, the idea the here, it's got to pay the bills, one. And the idea here is to build the experience on that's the right. resume yes. in healthcare. And that's what I tell students all the time. Think about it like that. It's not your end goal, but it's your starter to get where you need to be. And you another know, thing, 
Absolutely. The, the AHIMA job board, people yeah. might not realize this, but there are a lot of job boards out there, especially AHIMA. A lot of these companies are, you know, hitting up AHIMA and say, hey, you know, send us some credentialed people. And they're putting jobs on their job boards. So that's another thing that students should explore as well. You know, the AHIMA job board is a and great even, um, resource. And even experienced people, because I've, I've used it before. Uh, it's mm. not just for students. You mm -hmm. know, and, what, and, what, and what are your thoughts on this? Speaking mm -hmm. about uh, a dream job or getting your foot in the door, I yep. know so many competent, <clears throat> competent HIM professionals who can't get into the field of CDI because why? Mm -hmm. They don't have their nursing degree. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, Glenn, that's a, let's talk about that for a minute. That's a huge concern. It and I've had... Good. Yeah, I have had students say to me, well, does this mean I need to go be a nurse to be taken seriously in HIM? That's a, because a lot of nurses are taking HIM-related jobs, yep. right? CDI jobs, to your point. That's right. The awareness of the capabilities of the RHIA and the RHIT, I think, needs to be more solidified to corp companies, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be advocated for so they understand that, listen, we don't have the nursing degrees. However, we have the knowledge and we have the skill set. Bear in mind, you know, I love my nurses, but they don't understand some of them, right? Based on the fact that they don't have the credential, the, the you know, the documentation, the integrity of the record, all these things that, you know, go in the intricacies of health information management and workflows and streamlining and, you know, record sets and things like that. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily understand it because they're in a clinical world, right? But how do we get there? How do we get companies to understand that hiring us, the RHIA and the RHIT, mm -hmm. will get you to where you need to be? It's a, it's a fight. It's a, it's, a, it's a battle. And, you know, and one thing I uh, – we don't mean to buy digress, but I think this is a good forum for that mm – -hmm. is, okay, pivoting into the role you desire. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, mm -hmm. I kind of explained how I would like to get into coding, and I rolled up my sleeves and I said, this may not be the best opportunity, uh, moving to an area that you don't know anyone and you've got to find a place. Mm -hmm. I've done that many times, and mm -hmm. it gets old after a while. It really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But, but I was determined to be successful, and I think the standpoint of CDI, HIM, and the CDI, I, mm -hmm. I don't believe it's a degree. It's your knowledge base and your core companies and skills. And That's your right. Ability to apply the knowledge and be a That's business right. person. Uh, yes, absolutely. Pivoting to the role you desire, whether Let it's me, coding mm -hmm. or, or CDI. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to pick your brain or your thoughts on mm -hmm. how do we how do we pivot into the role you desire. Let's say I want to be a CDI. I have mm -hmm. I'm an RHIA. You're an yep. RHIA. Yep. I know RHITs. Yeah. Very very astute business. They know the coding rules. They mm -hmm. know the they know the standards of documentation. How do they get how do they pivot into that role? <laughs> okay. Here here let me use myself as as an example, Glenn. Yeah? I ahead. work for one of the most prestigious healthcare companies in New England or yeah, and 
and the United States, right? It, okay. Alongside everyone a lot of the know, top you hospitals. You say the name, everyone knows it. Oh, I know. <laughs> right. I, I know where that is. Or I, know, I, had a pay, I had a relative who went there or something like this. Yes. Well, let me tell you how I got this job. Let me just be real with you. Yeah. Uh, I applied for an analyst position yeah. in the company. I went to the interview. The manager, hiring manager, looked at my resume and said, why are you applying for this job? You qualify for much more than this job. You qualify for a manager's position. And I looked at her, and I couldn't answer that question. And we, both of us started laughing. And she said, oh, by the way, a manager is retiring from her position in a couple months from now. I'm going to send your resume to the hiring manager. And I did not expect to hear back from her. Okay, I just thought it was going to be words and, I, you know, I'm just going to keep at it. By the way, I sent out, I had to send out about 50 resumes at that time. I sent out so many. Oh, lo and behold, I got a call from the hiring manager. She brought me in for an interview. She, yeah. I had a second interview with the executive director. I had a third interview with HR. And here I am. So when you, that is correct. When you ask me the question, how do I pivot into the position that I want to be in? You have to be persistent and it will come to you in the least likely way that you think. Just keep at it. If you keep at it, you're going to get close to it or it exactly that job you want. But just keep at it. To give up is not the way, right? Even if you don't don't have the experience for that role, and I remember seeing on LinkedIn a colleague of mine, you know, and it's sad. Sadly, companies are looking at experience over credentials and things like that. But even if you don't, still apply. Still apply and apply for something that are that is closer to your skill set. It may not be the ideal role, but it'll get your foot in the door so you can leverage and network and get into the role you want. That's right. It's the same thing like for you know CDI. There are finally some facilities that recognize the benefit of having a teamed approach, mm-hmm. uh, non-clinical. Uh, uh, a, a official clinical background like a foreign medical graduate or a mm-hmm, nurse mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. nurse practitioner or a PA mm-hmm. that's kind of winding down their career uh, mm-hmm. and also having a, a, a HIM professional, whether they're an mm-hmm. RHIA, RHIT, a uh, strong coding background with a lot of clinical knowledge because mm-hmm. that to me is the vision of CDI. And, mm-hmm. and and don't uh, and I have some colleagues who just like you said they wanted to get into the CDI space so mm-hmm. bad so so mm-hmm. so desperately they were not going to give up and eventually mm-hmm. the, the, they were able to be successful so I've, exactly. I, I I really take home take to your point yep. get into the role you desire you cannot yep. give up you know you and, cannot and I, and, give up and I I don't want to toot my horn here okay I don't want to <laughs> brag. I, I want to say I'm testimonial to that because once you get your foot in the door and, you know, I was able to uh, start my coding position in Arkansas, which I really didn't want to be in the summertime with a 100-degree temperature. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm an outdoors person, likes to hike, bike rides, all the summer and winter activity, like skiing in the winter. I accepted it and excelled and then ran with it. You know, and mm. today I'm actually in my... Uh, as people can see on my LinkedIn postings, and I, I just did a webinar today for Top Gun on uh, 
uh, outpatient CDI. Mm. I've learned all this information by just having an insatiable appetite and trying new things. Exactly. That's what it's about is continually, if you want to pivot into the role you desire, you continually have to better yourself. That's right. Continue to better yourself. Continue to put yourself out there. Continue mm-hmm. to network with people. I just had a conversation with a young lady who Brian Kui, um interviewed. The last interviewer, I think her name is Natasha Miller. Great yep. person. Great coach. I had a conversation with her. I'm looking to take her on as a coach to develop some strategies, some ideas that I have in mind for moving to the next level. We have to keep at it. You know what I mean? Keep meeting people, keep keep putting our content out there, keep keep interacting and you'll you'll get close to the goal that you want to get to. Yeah. I strongly believe that. Yeah. Me too. When I think I'm proof you and I are both testament to that personally. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Just a couple other thoughts I'd like to uh, run by you. Sure. Uh, uh let's see. We discussed the possibility of uh Putting here in the podcast, you your mm-hmm. thoughts on leadership roles and HIM mm-hmm. tips and mm-hmm. tricks. That sounds mm-hmm. that sounds like uh, Halloween, you know, trick or treat tips and tricks. <laughs> trick or- <laughs> tricks and you tips. Know- Tips and tips and tricks. Here's what I say um, uh, to that, Glenn. Yeah. To our point, no one really prepares you for a leadership role, right? No, I don't. I don't know. Right. Nobody prepared me for sure. And I okay. know there are people out there that became directors of HIM, managers of HIM, and I, you know, kudos to the ones that were prepared. But for myself, I kind of grew into it. What I found that has made me successful in my in leadership is yeah. putting employees first, and I say that with every uh, valid statement that I could make. That it, yes. that is the one of the best ways you're going to remain successful is listening to your employees. Uh, recognize and reward them, Uh, letting them feel like they have a voice, advocating for them, and teaching them, being interested in their well-being, right? So I'll give you an example. I have an employee who, you know, in a one-on-one with him as a leader, and that's another thing, spend time with your employees. In a one-on-one with him as a leader, um, I I inquired, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? You know, you. Yeah, what do you want to do, do you, when you grow up, right? What do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do in education? And he's like, you know what? I want to. I want to do something you're doing. I want to get into, you know, HIM. And I spent the time, looked up the KHIM schools for him today. He came and told me, oh, I enrolled in class. I was blown away. So that for me is so, so rewarding. You have to make an impact, right? Your employees are going to be testament to your leadership. They're They're going to lift you up as you lift them up. So I cannot do it without them. I always take the position of I am not here to micromanage and be over you. I'm here to to, to walk with you and to help to support the work we're doing. And so, you know, I wanted to put that in there because I think it's important. Leadership today in our society is changing, right? And people, some of us tend to think that, oh, I have a title of a, of a manager, and so now I'm going to use it as a, a, a stronghold, so to speak. And it, it really isn't. It's a servant role, right? It's a role of service. It really is. And so 
taking it from that standpoint is very important. Keeping your knowledge up to date, keeping yourself, you know, well read and understanding how to make things better for your oh, employees. I, I, you're speaking, uh, you're speaking <laughs> my language. And, and so I wanted to go over just kind of any final thoughts. If you had to say, yeah. okay, in your, in your coaching and mentoring, deep experience, what yeah. are some, what are some, let's say, one or two key points that you like yeah. to, to uh, throw out, not throw out there, but display on behalf yeah. of the HIM profession? Okay. One, uh, uh, guidelines, things I want to say, keep at it, number one. Mm-hmm. Keep seeking mentors. You can't go anywhere without a roadmap. And you need to find somebody who's already there who can bring you along the way. Mm-hmm. who can guide you. My, I want to shout out my mentor, uh, Anissa McBreen, who is also a connection on LinkedIn. Uh, she has been there throughout my journey and my career for a, quite a couple of years. I how, always long been, email, how long have you been in HIM? Uh, over seven years. Oh, seven years. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, so, HIM for since nineteen ninety four. Now you know how old I am. So you're you're way you you're much more solid than I am, Glenn, that's for know, sure. You know, you know what someone told me the other day? It's kinda of funny. Well it's not kinda of mm-hmm. funny, but it makes sense to me. So uh someone posted on LinkedIn, I got twenty three years of experience in X, Y and Z. So my mm-hmm. colleague called me up and said, uh, uh did you see that post? I said no. He says, go over here. So I look at it on LinkedIn, and, he said, and I, then I called him back, and I said, uh, uh, John, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? He said, that, they don't got 23 years of experience. I say, yes, it says right here in the post. He <laughs> says, they, got, they have one year of experience, 23 years in a row. Uh, <laughs> but it was kind of true because I, I, you know, you ever come across someone in coding that says yeah. I got 20 years of experience and I wanted to yeah. say, you've been probably doing it wrong for 20 years, uh, <laughs> interpreting the coding rules incorrectly. For tw- so whenever they say they got, when you said uh, I have more experience, yeah, I have, uh, you have seven and I got what, since 1994? So yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, 2014, 20. 26 years, 27 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And I, no, mm-hmm. you got seven. You got one year of seven times over. I got one year, 27 <laughs> times over. I, that's a, really. It's been really good. I, I'm glad we connected on LinkedIn, and I really me too. I me really too, Glenn. Posting and uh, uh, absolutely. Whether yeah, uh, I can see right off the bat from your your energy level and your and your and your tone that you yeah. really want to help. Uh, really want to help and mentor yeah. HIM professionals. Isn't there a school uh, in your area that has RHIA or HIT in your area? Oh, yeah. There, there are tons of them. Um, well, not tons. I shouldn't say that. There, there are few in Connecticut. Yeah, I know them. Um, Yes, there are few in Connecticut, and there are few, and if students visit the KHIM websites and just pop in your, your zip code, it'll bring you to the schools that are in, you know, close to you or in your area that you can attend. But yeah, there's two that I know, um, one at the bachelor degree level and yep. one at the associate's degree level. Yeah. Right, and I'm, I'm actually working with one of them, the two uh, nicest people, program directors, to develop a... CDI curriculum courses. Oh, uh, that's credits, fantastic. Wow. Uh, as an ex- extension of their present coding and 
our HIA offering, mm-hmm. uh, we're going mm-hmm. to be developing with a colleague of mine, Heidi Hillstrom, uh, some c- formal curriculum on mm-hmm. CDI, not not specifically only, you know, the traditional CCMCC case mm-hmm. mix. We're going to be really focusing on how HIM can make a difference in the CDI space and get their foot in the door. Oh, I'm that's very, fantastic. very, very pleased to be working with them. So, that's uh, fantastic. I know. Great. I really feel good. It's going to be a lot of work, but uh, the woman, the uh, chairperson said, are you, up to it? are you kidding me? I still got 20 <laughs> more years of doing this stuff, so I got plenty of time. There you yeah. go. There you no, go. Well, thank you so much Glenn, for Glenn, it was time. a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, folks, if you haven't LinkedIn with Noel Dale yes. uh, on LinkedIn, please, everyone listening, do so because she has lots of posts. She's a great resource. You'll you'll be you'll be pleased uh, and have another LinkedIn networking possibility. Exactly. Take advantage of it. And yes. folks, thanks once again for participating. Thank you, Noel. Thank you. Uh, everyone have a, everyone have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. Glenn Krauss can be found on LinkedIn. Make sure to subscribe to Wiser Wednesday Experience Speaks on Anchor.fm or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to also visit core-cdi.com for CDI and Revenue Cycle Consulting Services and topgunauditschool.com, a coaching service for hospital and clinicians. This podcast was produced by medicalcodinggeek.com. MedicalCodingGeek.com